shocking and deep and stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the Pope. One believes in spiritual miracles, the other believes in move about that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback. That'd be like the deacon prescribing the Z-Pack, so don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel. Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching. Pay attention. It's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, but both of us believing in the power of an ice cold beer and social distancing. And now... We're going to do an episode, Social Distancing, again, but with Franchise Live. Holla! Yep, I'm here. But... Yeah, guys, what's up? What's going on? So, what's going on? Still COVID-19. COVID all day, every day, baby. And I've got a new update on COVID-19. At this point, isn't it COVID-20? I mean, it's April of 2020. Like COVID-19 is so last year. This is COVID-20, right? Well, it's interesting because when you talk to patients and we talk to people, there are so many people that think that either in late December, early January, early February, even before that it thought that it got to the United States, that they had had it. And it'll be really interesting once we get antibody testing to know, was it here earlier? Is there a chance that China has maybe not been 100% honest about when it started and how many people are sick. It would surprise me that China would be, not be 100% honest because they make so many like authentic things like the authentic Louis Vuitton bag from China <laughs> and um, the authentic uh, Louboutin, right? I mean, there's a lot of authenticity in China. I think what is authentic is a Mushu pork. I really, really dig mushu pork. I'm, I'm sure you do. But the update I have has nothing to do with mushu pork. It has to come from the World Health Organization, which recently dispelled a myth. And with this illness, there's been more social media myths and untruths than I, than I think almost ever. But the World Health Organization has dispelled the dangerous myth that high-dose alcohol kills the coronavirus. It does not. Well, that really disappoints me because I've been trying for many weeks to kill uh, the coronavirus with high doses of alcohol. Mm. You want to blame it on the alcohol? <laughs> blame it on the vodka. Blame it on the hitting. Yeah. Blame it on the alcohol. Well, I'm not going to blame anything currently on alcohol. Well, I guess I am when we get to the medical part. But liquor sales in Montgomery County are up 50% in March, and people are buying more alcohol in bulk than ever before. Well, yeah, I mean, because we well, used to, I mean, they showed uh, places like in Jersey, you know, they have Roger Wilco. I've never even been to a Roger Wilco. I don't even know who he is. It sounds like somebody's house, but that's what they go to their liquor stores, right? And they showed lines the day it was closing down of people like back to back to back. The place was jammed up. And now in Pennsylvania, they have just opened up 176 locations to do pickup where you, you call in your order from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Oh, yeah. And then you can pick, they'll take your order and they'll set up a date and time for you to pick it up. 
uh, and then you, you roll up and pick it up. And I, I heard yesterday that somebody had to call 159 times just to get through. Wow. Like, you got to love some uh, apple brandy to call 159 times just to get through, right? Right. How bad do you really need Tito's? I will tell you, though, I called to a local beer store around here to pick up, and I was like, hey, I want you to get me this and that and surprise me with some different craft beers. And as I picked it up, the guy at the beer store said, this is one that you should drink during an episode. And here it is. Yeah, sugar-coated ponies, pony kisses. And this was recommended to me. Yep. So people now are also buying up um, grain alcohol. And actually, in order to kill viruses or bacteria, it needs to be over certain proof. So like Everclear, in order to make like your own hand sanitizer at home, they're selling all these grain alcohols over 190 proof, and those actually sold out right away. Wow. Chai's, franchise, what's been your go-to drink now that you've been stuck home? And is being quarantined, is that good for wrapping or is that bad for wrapping? I always have to say it's uh, it's good. There's there's more time to think and let uh let my thoughts marinate. And uh, go to drink has been mango cart. A mango cart. What's a mango? What's a mango cart? What's a mango cart? Um, like an IPA. It's it's not like a sweet kick to it. It's it go down. So, I like the idea of the thoughts marinating like a steak. So wrapping is like a steak. This has got some meat on it. Well, <laughs> except for all this alcohol, you know, I think the question is, is alcohol good for you? The answer, the answer is no. We know that, though, people that are completely abstinent may have higher risk for some issues. And people that are heavy drinkers obviously have many medical risks. The question comes to, is moderate alcohol use at all good for you? And so I'll tell you the arguments for it. And I actually don't think probably any alcohol is good for you. But this is the arguments for alcohol being good for you. It lowers your chance. Are you making an argument that that moderate alcohol is good for you right now? Uh, I'm going to make an argument that some science tries to point towards moderate alcohol being good for you. We should point out that what is moderate alcohol, right? You know, we need to remind ourselves a standard drink size is a 12-ounce beer is the same as a 5-ounce wine is the same as a 1.5-ounce shot of alcohol if it's 80 proof. If you're drinking the uh, grain alcohol, which is 190 proof, then that's almost equal to three drinks, one shot. Okay. But there are some thoughts that, you know, mild alcohol use maybe decreases your risk of getting gallstones. Maybe that there are some thoughts that it helps with insulin resistance. And all a lot of these arguments come back to resveratrol. And I can't wait to see at some point where uh, I feel bad for a franchise who needs to try to wrap things with like the word resveratrol. Resveratrol, which is 354-trihydroxystilbene, is something that's found in, uh, in grapes and in red wine. And the thought is it maybe increases your good cholesterol, maybe decreases your, uh, low, uh, your bad cholesterol, 
and uh, that maybe that there is something that will help decrease your risk of cardiovascular disease. So when you have this Veritrol, you can't blame it on the alcohol because it's actually a good thing. Well, as long as you're not doing shot, 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 shot. Yeah. All right. Well, it's in the mid 1980s, it all came from this idea called the French paradox that some of the people in France were having lower risks of cardiovascular disease, yet they were eating foods that were higher in fat and drinking more alcohol than those in America. Okay. What we have found... Who's your typical, like, when you think of the typical French person, who do you think of? Pepe Le Pew. Really? Yeah, I don't know a lot of French... I don't know a lot of French people. Who do you think of? I think of that guy from uh, the, the the movie. Do you remember Green Card? Which guy? Movie? Gerard Depardieu. Oh, he was great. Uh, Gerard Depardieu is like to me. He's the uh, the epitome of the French person. How about the movie The Piano? Was that guy French? The guy who ran up on stage and made out with Halle Berry? Oh, I haven't seen it. I just saw the guy making out with Halle Berry. Oh, okay. So let's point out, there are no long-term randomized control trials on alcohol administration, right? There are no trials that have been trying to prove, is alcohol good for you? That has not happened. Okay. But alcohol definitely increases the risk you could get squamous cell, esophageal cancer, oral cancers, hepatocellular carcinoma. It definitely increases you get the gout pancreatitis, and dementia. Does it increase the risk of, of STDs as well? Um, I didn't... I would assume that is the truth, but I actually haven't seen the exact numbers there. We do know, though, that there have been increased... It'd be hard to run a test on that, right? Like, like it'd be hard to set up a trial on that. That would be hard to set up on a trial. <laughs> yeah. From now on, everyone that gets chlamydia, I'm going to say, were you sober? And I'm going to do my own retrospective trial. Or would you, would, excuse me, would you like to blame it on the alcohol? Yes. Well, yes. So now in Montgomery County, they've announced that there's been increased risk of domestic violence. And now everybody's doing these takeout growlers because all these restaurants are shut down. Have you guys got yeah. any takeout growlers or any takeout craft beers? I actually did. In fact, uh, from, from the, the place that's near you, I had a friend. Um, I, he, they got back from Jamaica, and so I made jerk chicken and dropped it off at their crib. And so they rewarded me with uh, one of my favorites, this Ninja versus Unicorn from, um, from Pipeworks, which is not an easy-to-get beer in a growler. Wow. Yeah. So what does the New Testament or the Old Testament say about alcohol? Like, is it a sin... To drink a few too many beers. Well, it's funny that you should say that. In fact, that, you know, the first thing is, you know, you talked about the medicinal uh, component of alcohol. So we, I mean, we, we definitely know that back in the, in the time of, of Jesus and before then, the water that they were drinking was often, you know, tainted and had viruses and bacterium in there. And so a lot of times, you know, it was common for, for people to drink um, something other than water. In fact, Paul, 
when he's talking to Timothy, he says, Timothy, you know, you should drink some wine. It will help with your infirmities. And many scholars believe he was telling Timothy, hey, because, you know, it'll help with your gut microbiome or the things that are going on in your belly because uh, the wine is fermented and therefore a lot of the maladies in the water are, are gone. Um, you know, the, the Bible in the, in the Old Testament talks about drinking wine as a celebration for, for God. You know, we, we talked about when, uh, when, when Israel was first freed and, and, and Moses walked into the edge and showed him the new Canaan Valley and he said, this is the land that overflows with milk and honey and wine, right? Um, you know, we, we hear in Song of Solomon how he talks about uh, his, his woman and her breasts and her and her body being this full vineyard. So we know talking about wine, we hear David talk about uh, in the Psalms, talk about how the, the wine makes your heart glad. But there's, there's also, you know, Paul and, and many of the, of the writers of the New Testament warn that too much wine can lump you in category um, with, with people who don't know the difference between one glass and one too many, right? So there's a, there's a lot of warnings in the Bible that says, hey, wine is great. It's a gift from God. In fact, you know, they talk about that Jesus made the water into wine, and it wasn't just regular wine. It was a really, really good wine. Um, you know, the people who drank it said, man, I can't believe you saved this stuff. At the end, they, they only bring out the good stuff at the beginning. You saved it. This is the best. So there's a lot of talk about wine. And there's many Christians. One of my favorite things is Paul, uh, when he's talking to the Galatians, he talks and he says, hey, uh, a lot of people um, observe the law, but be careful because if you think you're observe the law and, and no one can observe all the laws and be completely compliant with the laws, however, you know, if you want to live that way, then you must be compliant with all the laws or fall short of all the laws. And that's why Jesus came to free us of having to be subject to the law. He, he provided this freedom. So we really believe that once that happens, there's a freedom to choose, but there's also uh, some, some language that talks about uh, not choosing something that causes someone else to stumble. So obviously, if anyone has a problem with alcohol, an addiction to alcohol, um, just as the medical world would see that as an issue, so does the faith community. And we wouldn't want to uh, partake of something that would that would cause somebody else um, to stumble and lose their footing, you know, in, with, with something that they have challenges with. But uh, there are times in the Bible we're pretty sure that the wine, that when they were taking, when Jesus was saying, do this in the office, you drink, do it in remembrance of me. He was talking about actually having a glass of wine. They were drinking wine at the Last Supper. So the Bible talks a lot about alcohol. Uh, it, actually sounds, it actually sounds like the Bible and the medical world are very similar in that alcohol is not all bad, but if you have too much, it's absolutely dangerous. And it's amazing because... As much as I want to argue with you, and for you know uh, all these people that are saying that science and religion are so different because they are, it's amazing how often we end up in the same place. And for those of you right now that want to say, hey, 
you guys need to stop agreeing? How about you just pour yourself a beer and chill the F out? Right? Because we end up in the same stadium all the time. We might be playing with different balls. Except for some of my thoughts are based on science, and uh, the tricky part is, I don't know. Do we think Jesus ever got a little drunk? Well, we know he, we know that he he definitely partook in wine, and um, oh, could you imagine you know, being oh. hung over and hung up on a cross? Right, like oh. if he, do you think that night he had too many drinks? Because that's like the worst day ever with a hangover. Could you even imagine? I mean, it is, it is interesting to imagine if there was Facebook and stuff like that back then. Like, what would happen after a day out with, you know, like the disciples coming back after a day out with Jesus? Like, oh, man, did you guys see Peter? He's, he's struggling today. But I will tell on. you, no matter how much Jesus drank, he didn't have any kids. He never had a hangover with children. A hangover is one thing when you're a young man. When you got a hangover with kids, it's a whole new thing. Hey, listen, in a quarantine world, when you got a hangover and you've got to teach your kids the next day, um, that is a whole new world. I actually right. have felt a little bit like I'm, uh, I'm missing out because I'm at work all day. I'm actually, you know... At the physical job, and I, I've had a little bit of FOMO, like seeing people on my phone, like doing day drinking while I'm working and having to get up and go to work. It's it's really throwing things off for me, this work thing. Yeah, but we're having to work at home and teach the kids. And if you're my wife, while drinking a bottle of wine, that makes it even harder. Yeah, yeah I can't imagine. So... You know, uh, other than when you look at your um, schedule and see church on Sunday, you know the only other thing I see on my schedule? Um, Zoom, Zoom, Zoom happy hours, right? It's all about the Zoom happy hour, and we're going to get into Zoom happy hour. Do we like it? Do we hate it? But the first thing is... Do we think Franchise has a new rap about Zoom happy hours? And we're going to hear it live right now. People are protesting, thinking this is nonsense, while cooler heads prevail in Zoom video conference. Although I can't wait for this to finish, it's a way to socialize while giving distance. Without it and Netflix binges, we'd all be off the hinges. Because this has been a struggle like fourth and inches. Happy hour in the privacy of your own home. Pour a drink and accept a link on your phone. Pajamas or underwear, nobody cares. Faces in every block like it's Hollywood Squares. Great way to stay connected. The friends are the ones you love the most. Zoom's rooms be popping, depending on the host. And they're fun for everyone. Good for one psyche. And to Zoom, you don't even need to be in your Nike. <laughs> I love the Hollywood Line. That's awesome. Yo, I want Eminem. I want Eminem to write a Zoom, a rap about Zoom Happy Hour and see if it's as good as Franchise. Yeah, I will tell you. I have come up with the rules for Zoom Happy Hour. Okay, I want to hear that. Let's get after it. So, now, let me ask a question before you get into the rules. Are you a are you a speaker view? Are you a are you a multi view person? You like everybody up there? Or you like the person who's speaking to be up there? Oh, you, you have to be. You have to be in gallery view. Okay. 
You need gallery view. You need to see what everyone's doing. You need to get involved. I have hung out. I'll give you the positive so far. I've hung out with more people that I wouldn't have seen recently because of Zoom Happy Hour. If this quarantine didn't happen, some of my friends throughout life, we wouldn't have all gotten together in the same place. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that we can just be Zoom Happy Houring with no rules. Okay. But no, my, this, isn't, this isn't the outback. No, and my rules are harsh. These are like Old Testament rules, not New Testament rules. Ooh, I like it. Rule number one, don't drink shame. Right? No drink shaming? No okay. drink shaming. If somebody's drinking a water, okay. If somebody's drinking a soda, don't go, hey, why aren't you drinking alcohol? I was drinking something and uh, the person I was Zooming with, her husband was like, oh, what are you drinking? That's way too sweet for me. Don't drink shame me. It's my Friday night. It's my Saturday night. Yeah, but if you're drinking a White Claw, I can drink shame you, right? It was, it was a craft beer. He was just judging me from like across the room, across three zip codes about my beverage. Yeah. No okay. drink shaming. And you know what? Be kind. Next time we have a Zoom happy Be hour. Rewind. Next time we have a Zoom happy hour, I'm going to put a White Claw right in front and sip on it right in front of you. Number two, this one's for the deacon. Try to get a Wi-Fi connection that isn't the worst thing ever. I was, we had a Zoom happy hour last weekend with the deacon and franchise, and literally his face was frozen the entire time. Each time it looked like he was mid-prayer. My Wi-Fi connection represents my, my psyche at this time. Unstable, okay? Unstable. Your connection is unstable. Great. <laughs> Rule number three, let's go. <laughs> we only have I can see by the timer we only have five minutes left. You gotta hurry and get this in, Doc. Wi Fi connections are like relationships right now. Unstable. That's right. Right? Um I do like the thing that uh where your uh where your recycling guy comes by during the quarantine and he leaves you a handout for AA because he's seen how many bottles of wine you have in your recycling. <laughs> Number three, some of these Zoom happy hours have a lot of people in there. So if you have more than four people, it is okay to do an Irish exit. Do you guys know what an Irish exit is? You just leave. You just bounce. I am the, my wife and I are the king of Irish exit at this point. I can't go around and give everyone a hug and kiss and explain why we're leaving. We just decide it's time to go. All right. Now, Let's go. Now you see me. Now you don't. The next one. So I will say you need a guru and there are hosts that are really good. And you know who loves to run a, a, a Zoom happy hour is, is my brother. And he gets all the backgrounds and he can get music and he knows all these things that I don't know, right? But here and there, all of a sudden, some random person will show up. So your Zoom happy hour should really have mostly people that kind of know each other. Yes, because I showed up on one of his Zoom happy hours at like midnight with no shirt on. I was like, oh, who's on this day? There's a lot of people I didn't know. It was, it was a lot of fun. So I will tell you at this point, I had, I had this conversation with my wife today. If I were to Zoom happy hour with anyone I knew in the world, they would all be pleased if the deacon's face showed up on screen. Oh, I like that. I, 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 that's, 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 that's really uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So no matter who I was Zooming with, I think at this point... 
because now we're Doc and the Deacon, they would be kind of excited to see your mug. Yeah, all right. Say But number six, rule number six goes right back to the Deacon. You should wear a shirt while you're on a Zoom uh, happy hour call. (laughs) I don't care if you wear pants, but you should wear a shirt. Okay. We're not trying to do the hanger challenge on, on, a, on a Zoom happy hour. All right, let's go. Number seven. Is this like the Ten Commandments? How many rules are there? So while I was discussing this, I was telling my wife, you know, the rules for Zoom happy hour should consist of people wearing a, a shirt. And um, she's like... Except for that guy. And I was like, oh, which guy? And then I realized last weekend we did Zoom happy hour and my brother invited this random guy and he didn't have a shirt. And I didn't even realize that he was handsome, but my wife must have. That guy. Yeah, that guy. That guy who I want to point out, you know, uh, uh, he's a nice guy. I don't want to yell at him for not wearing a shirt, but you should wear a shirt. shirt. I actually did, uh, a, I did a Zoom visit with a patient the other day. You have to be on video to see a new patient. You know, I had agreed to see this person as a new patient. He answers. I look at him. I'm in my, you know, scrubs and my mask and my white coat. I'm in my office. And I was like, oh, hey, how are you doing? No shirt. No pants. He he had underpants on. They were normal underpants. And not only that. He's going all around his apartment and kind of showing me things and trying to chat with me. And I'm kind of want to be like, hey, I'm, I'm, I don't know that I'm taking applications for new friends. I just kind of want to hear about your health. Yeah. And I realize that marijuana is legal and there's a lot, everyone's using it everywhere. But if you're going to Zoom with your doctor, put your bong away. And the last rule is you got to get yourself in a comfy spot. No offense, I do not need to see a full tour of your apartment. Uh, I do not need to see you on the toilet. Um, get yourself in a spot. Get yourself comfy. You can get up and move around, right? You can go get yourself another drink or not because I will not drink shame you. But get yourself situated and stop moving around, right? Uh, uh, because that throws everything off. And I don't want to get vertigo from watching you give me a tour of your entire home. Okay. So... Zoom happy hour. Get together. Be with people. Don't judge them. Get in a comfy spot. Make sure your Wi-Fi connection is okay. Most of you should wear a shirt. But if there's seven to eight of us all Zooming at the same time, you know, I may pull an Irish exit. And invite whoever you want. But it's like, say we all went to dinner, right? And for some reason you went out to have a cigarette. And you had a cigarette with someone and you're chatting with them. And then you brought them back to our table. That's what is the same case is if we're in a Zoom and all of a sudden some random person shows up. That's a, um, that's a brother drum move. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Brian that's Drum is the, my, my, my younger brother is the king of the Zoom, right? Like he can host a Zoom happy hour. That's a brother drum move. Yep. And you know what? My, my job is as the older brother is to make rules. As to what uh, should be done and should not. But most of all, if you haven't Zoom happy hour with anybody, whether or not you drink or not, whether or not you want to have a Zoom coffee, do it up. Get together with people. See people. During the quarantine, 
social media is getting crazier than ever. And I'll tell you, there's one game that I've been enjoying that I do not play because I don't play games on uh, on social media. It's the one where they show TikTok. Di- TikTok? Yeah, you have a game that's TikTok Toe. I, I, I like TikTok Toe. No, we're not playing tic-tac-toe. Oh, okay. We're playing the quarantine game. The quarantine game? Yeah. Does you know, that lock yourself in a room and see how long it takes you to go crazy? It's the castaway. It's Tom Hanks. He's already played that. I watched the movie. Kind of. Except for this is the one where you see all these different rooms set up. And then you pick which room what I want to quarantine with. So as opposed to who you're going to quarantine with, I'm going to give you names and three different rooms. And then I want you guys to tell me who you would want to do a Zoom happy hour with. And I'm going to point out some of these people are dead. We're, we're going to do it based on them being alive and at like the height of their career. Oh, so this is, okay. Pretty cool. Yep. Oh, this is like, guess who's coming to dinner? Yes. But okay. it's Zoom happy hour. And since franchises with us, there is a rapper in every room. Alright, so I'm gonna go uh, Bernie Mac, uh, Robin Williams, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um you which one do I want? No, no, no. I just made a room. What are you talking about? Okay, well you know, I I've already made the rooms. <laughs> oh, I thought I had to pick a room with three people who weren't living anymore that I'd like to see. So okay, go ahead. Uh, no, some are living, some are dead. So room one. It's your game. I mean, I, I don't know why you always do this. You tell me to make up the game. I make up the game, and then you, you come up with your own rules. I mean, uh, that is speak right out of a religious person's mouth. <laughs> How they right, twist and turn words. So room one, pay attention, gentlemen, is Tupac, LeBron James, Margot Robbie, and Donald Trump. So room one, I'm going to tell you again. Tupac, LeBron, Margot Robbie from The Wolf on Wall Street, if you didn't know who she was, yeah. and Donald Trump. She also may play the Tiger King, and she has been mentioned. Okay, room two. Okay. Biggie, Michael Jordan, Kim Kardashian, and Anthony Fauci. Okay. You know Anthony Fauci is like, how did I get in this room? So Anthony Fauci, <laughs> Biggie, Michael Jordan, and Kim Kardashian. Okay. And room three is Eminem. Yep. Kobe Bryant. Kate Upton and Barack Obama. Eminem, Kobe Bryant, Kate Upton, and Barack Obama. So, Deacon, I'm going to let you go first. Franchise, you're going next. What room would you be in? You know, believe it or not, I think I'm going to go to your last room. Eminem, Kobe, King Upton, Barack Obama. Um, And, you know, obviously, Jesus is there, too. Because, you know, they say Jesus and germs everywhere. Uh, So that would be my room. Yeah, I think I would have to agree with them. I I was close for room two. But um, room three just has a lot of star power, a lot of knowledge. Yeah, well, I, I think I'm a room two guy, but purely because I'm Michael really Jordan. Uh, listen, and just to say, I just want to say, it's 
mostly because, and you said it's a lot of knowledge. I'm interested in Kate Upton's knowledge. I think she has got a ton of perspective uh, to add. Yep, and and then there was um, there were other people in that room too, right? <laughs> yes, there were also there were also other people in the room. Okay, I thought so. So you know what? Zoom happy hours and Zoom churches have the same thoughts on booze. That's right. Have a little. Uh, Just don't have too much. Just use your brain. And you know what? The rap franchise did for Zoom happy hours was so nice, we're going to hear it twice. Take it away, franchise. People are protesting, thinking this is nonsense while cool heads prevail in Zoom video conference. Although I can't wait for this to finish, it's a way to socialize while still giving distance. Without this and Netflix binges, we'd all be off the hinges because this has been a struggle like fourth and inches. Happy hour in the privacy of your own home. Pour a drink and accept a link on your phone. Pajamas or underwear, nobody cares. And there's faces in every block like it's Hollywood Squares. Great way to stay connected to friends and the ones you love the most. Zoom rooms be popping depending on the host. Fun for everyone and good for one's psyche. And you don't even need to be in your Nikes. And just like the Eagles defense on that fourth down, Doc and the Deacon are standing strong. Here during the pandemic. Two things you can Doc and the Deacon. Where are we at on Twitter, Doc? At Doc Deacon, I think. Uh, we just had a new blog come out called Married to a Rapper. Check that out. Um, and we're still trying to produce content, although from a safe distance. Yeah, look at that. Our first podcast done via a Zoom happy hour call. Check it out. Peace. Peace. Excellent brain trust to market and brandness That's set in stone like the Ten Commandments This show gon' be around for infinite years I think we can all agree on ice cold beers 100% authentic, you can't fake it Often imitated, but never duplicated So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in Now I'm coming to close it like a Roldis Chapman